Now, last night I went to a banquet. I went to a banquet that had, that was $5,000 a seat. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, I've asked you, Jeff, you got that kind of money? Uh-uh. I got invited. I was given this chair. So I didn't go by finances. I went by favor. But it was pretty cool to sit at this table. $5,000 a seat. I'm surrounded by all these money people looking at me like I had it too. And so I, yeah, I might have had the strut just a little bit. Because I was at an elite table too. Not only did we get steak, we got steak and chicken. It was a gala, a banquet for disabled children. Now, quickly, I know you're standing, but in a minute you get to see. I alone must still stand. But watch this. Um, it was kids in wheelchairs, kids with cancer, kids born with uh, defects. And um, there was a red carpet for these kids to walk down. Red carpet. They came walking down this red carpet, people cheering, people carrying on, giving them honor and giving them respect, some in wheelchairs, some on crutches, some unable to talk well, Down syndrome, cancer, everything in the world. And so I got at the end of the line. I'm at the red carpet. There's, now, this was attended by about 2,000 people. Think 5,000 a chair and run the numbers. 2,000. They raised some money. But I'm at the end of the aisle, and so they're coming this way, so I'm the last thing they see. And there's a woman standing here, and I notice this one kid coming down the aisle, and he's giving autographs. <laughs> People are holding out their little bulletins, and he's signing them. So I turned to this woman, and I said, I said, wow, what makes him so special? She looked at me and said, he's my son. <laughs> and I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. I said the right thing, I, you know. And so, he was born with a terminal defect, and he was 20 years old. She said, for 20 years, we've known he won't make it in a normal adulthood. And I held this mother, and she cried, and I teared up. I gave her my card, told her about the radio show, hoping she would listen. And I prayed for her right there in front of God and everybody, right there in front of a great big multi-billionaires and millionaires everywhere. I said, can I pray for you? Please. And I took her in my arms, and I just prayed Jesus on her. And she said, thank you, Jesus. We couldn't have done this without Jesus. It was so powerful. You know what I said to myself? I thought I had problems. I don't have any problems compared to these kids. I'm going to end it with this. One little girl, a doll, a doll, brown hair, bangs, little petite thing in a little dress, cute face. They showed the kids on the screen, and then they showed them uh, in person. They brought them up on stage. But they had their little screen moment first. And this little girl, this little girl about seven years old with a blood disease, she, she said, first thing she said, you are the lucky ones. Because you don't go to bed at night wondering if there will be a tomorrow. She said that, seven years old, great speaker, eloquent. She was good. So how many of you are glad for the blessings and the grace of God? Amen? Now I want to talk to you today about your faith. I want to talk to you today about the roots 
uh, in, in your soul uh, that ought to be coming in from the Word of God, ought to be growing down from the Word of God. We're going to look at Matthew 13. Let's quickly look at Matthew 13. And we're going to read what Jesus said, and I'm going to talk to you today about the rocky soil, and we're calling it rootless, the rocky soil. This is all about spiritual growth or not. Now, let's read it, and I'm going to give a recap, and you're going to be able to be seated. It says, on the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Now, next, then he spoke many things to them in parables or stories. And he gives this one. This is his most famous one. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed some seed, now, You notice the ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. It's because I skipped the first one, the hard ground we dealt with last week. This is the one we're dealing with today. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no what, everybody? No root. Because they had no root, what happened to them? They withered away. Now... The disciples went to him and said, Lord, please explain this to us. And so Jesus took them aside and privately explained the parable. He said, he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. This person is saved. This person is saved. They immediately receive it with joy. But there's a problem. What does he say? Yet he has no root in himself. And so because of that, he only endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately what does he do? He stumbles. Father, thank you for your word today. Bless it to our hearts. Lord, I'm asking you to establish every person in this sanctuary under the sound of my voice. Every person under the covering of this church that, Lord, they will be fruitful. And, Lord, the roots of their faith will go deep. And I thank you for it. Now, will you pray a prayer and say, Lord, speak to me today. Stabilize me like I've never been before. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're going to be fruitful. You're going to be fruitful. Now, last time, I, I told you about this parable. We opened up last week with a parable. And the parable consists of three characters or three things. There's a sower, there's a seed, and there's a soil. There's a sower who sows the seed of the Word of God. That's what it is. The seed is the Word of God, and there's a soil. And I share with you that the soil is the human heart. The soil is your heart. It is your heart. And Jesus is giving us in this parable four kinds of ground, and those four types of soil represent four conditions of the human heart. Now, last week we talked about, first of all, the hard soil represents a hard heart. And that person never does get saved. They don't understand what they've heard. And as I shared with you last week, what they do is they hear the gospel, but they don't take it into account. They listen to it flippantly. They listen to it recklessly. They listen to it casually. And so they never go out and consider what they heard. And because they don't go and consider what they heard, then they are lost. They never get saved. This person never gets saved. That's last week's. That's the hard soil. But now today we got the rocky soil. The rocky soil 
represents the shallow heart or a shallow faith. And Jesus said the problem is that that seed is received and it's received with joy. But there's rocks and pebbles representing obstructions and hindrances in this person's heart and life so they never, ever put down roots. They're not rooted. They're not rooted. That's why we're calling this rootless. Rootless. They're not rooted in the faith. Then the next soil is thorny ground. Thorny ground is the crowded heart. And we're going to talk about that one next time. The crowded heart. The thorny ground. Um, then finally there is the good soil. And the good soil is the fertile heart. So you've got a hard heart, a shallow heart, and a crowded heart, and fertile heart. Jesus said these are the four kinds of people that hear the word and how they respond to it or not. Now today I want to deal with the rocky soil, the rootless soul, the rootless soil, the rootless heart. This person is saved, but this person doesn't bear the kind of fruit that God intended. They don't, they're not fruitful as God intended. There are too many obstructions and hindrances in their life that they never remove, that never get moved out of the way. And so the seed is not able to put down deep roots. I want to tell you, when you hear the word of God, it is God's will for you and for me that the seed goes into us. Simon Peter said, you were saved by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So he wants that seed to go into your heart and to put down roots, deep, deep roots, deeper roots than the stalk is high. I'd rather have a tree with three-foot roots and one foot of growth above ground than a tree three feet high with one foot of root. Because when the wind blows and the storms hit that tree, if there's not deep roots, it goes down. And that's what Jesus is saying. Because this soil and this person is rootless. It doesn't put down roots. This person doesn't last the distance. They, they, they don't make it in the long haul. You know, I thank God for starting strong, but I thank God more for finishing strong. I want to finish strong. I want to break the tape at the finish line. I want to be able to say with Paul, I have finished my course. Come on, everybody. I have finished my course. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Amen. So the soil here is shallow in this second example of Jesus in the parable. And so is this person's Christianity. Their Christianity is shallow. It's shallow. It's just shallow ground. We might say it's a mile wide and an inch deep. They receive the word with joy. I want you to catch that. They receive it with joy. They accept Christ and they experience the joy of salvation. But they don't grow in the things of God. Their growth is stunted. They don't grow. My parents used to say to me, if you smoke, it's going to stunt your growth. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't do what we're going to look at today, at the, at the fix I'm going to give you, for how to deal with rootless soil, then it's going to stunt your spiritual growth. It will for a fact. I've seen this type of heart a million times, the shallow faith. They go to the altar, they make a hasty decision. It's full of emotion. But they don't take the time to consider the importance of getting into the Word, regularly attending church, 
changing and hanging with Christian friends. They don't latch on to the principles. And so as a result, they don't put down deep roots. I've seen it a thousand times. We have people come down in the altar all the time. Some of them stick and some of them don't. They're, they're down one Sunday and you never see them again. Well, what happened? Well, it's shallow soil. The shallow soil. See, good soil follows through. Good soil follows through. It says, man, Jesus saved my soul. He came into my heart. He died for me and rose from the dead. He's filled me with the Holy Ghost. He's got a vision for me. He's got a purpose for me. So I am going to put my hand to the plow. It is going to be my resolve to experience spiritual growth. So if I need to get water baptized, I'm going to get water baptized. You can dunk me a hundred times. I'm going under and I'm going to do it. If I need to be in church, and you do, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do what it takes for the roots to go deep. So that when the rain falls and the winds blow and the floods beat on the house of your faith, it does not fall because it is rooted, rooted, rooted. Everybody say roots. It is rooted deep in the things of God. The seed does sprout, Jesus said. That's interesting because the one on the hard ground, there's no sprouting at all. The seed on the hard ground falls on the hard ground. The devil picks it off before it has a chance to even penetrate the soil. But this one, they receive it, and they receive it with joy. They receive it with joy. It sprouts out. But notice what Jesus said happens to it. He says, when trouble and persecution and conflict arise, why? Because of the Word in your life. Because of Jesus in your life. When when Trouble comes because you're a child of God and you're not ashamed to say it. When trouble comes because of that, he says that is when this person stumbles and falls away because there are no roots to keep him planted. The word stumble there is scandalon. We get the word scandal from it. The Greek word is scandalon. And it's the idea somebody is, is walking along. You know, you're walking down a sidewalk and you're talking to somebody and you don't see the obstacle in the middle of the sidewalk and you hit it and you trip and you fall. That's the idea of scandal on. That's the idea of stumble. You're, you're, you're cooking along. You're walking in God. You're going to church. You're praising God. Hallelujah. Kumbaya. You're there. Hands raised. Clapping. Having a great time in Jesus. But all of a sudden, trouble comes because of the word. And you trip. And you fall. Because I wasn't counting on that. Nobody told me about that. Well, I'm here to announce to you today that if you walk with Jesus and you are godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution and sometimes hardship and sometimes rejection. But that's all right because Peter said, the spirit of God and the spirit of glory rests on your head. Come on, everybody. Now, I want to know, well, well, okay, if this shallow soil is a reality, and if this happens to some people, how does it happen? How, do you, how does this shallow soil that doesn't have deep roots, how does somebody get there? How does it happen? How does it develop? And I'm going to give you three ways it develops. And then I'm going to get, tell you how to fix it in one simple Bible verse, and it's going to bless you. But let's look at what causes this shallow, shaky faith. First, a person can have faith in a church rather than God. I asked a person one day if they were a Christian, you know what they said to me? Well, I've been a Baptist all my life. 
Now, wait a minute. I didn't ask you if you were a Baptist. I said, are you a Christian? Well, I've been a Baptist all my life. As if being a Baptist made them a Christian. Can I tell you, sitting in Turning Point doesn't save you. Sitting in a car, in a garage doesn't make you a car. Just because you're in a church doesn't mean you're saved. We see people come down and receive Christ all the time sitting in a church building. See, some people, there are people whose faith is placed in the shallow, rocky soil of the social life of the church more than in Christ himself. Think about it with me. They're in the social life of the church. This person knows uh, that has the shallow, superficial faith that doesn't make it in the long haul. They know that going to church is the right thing to do, so they go to church. There's lots of people like that. They want to make a good impression on others. Well, so-and-so saw me in church, so, so they know that I'm a good person. They saw me in church. There's people that go to churches just to find business transactions, to rub elbows with business people, and that's why they're there. They don't disagree with the sermons. They don't disagree with the Bible studies. They like the preacher. They like the uh, worship team. They, they like something. They like the classes. They, they are drawn to the social life of the church, and their faith is in things that can fail instead of what can never fail, which is the word of the Lord that endures forever, and the God of the Word, who will never fail you. Our faith must be in Him and not in an institution that can fail. This person, this person, when they're tested by the storm of faults and failures in the church or in leadership, or they're under the heat of the blazing sun, a spiritually dry period in life. The faith that grew so quickly withers and dies because their faith was in people. I've seen it all the time. Or we get offended in church. This happens all the time. Something offends us and we're gone because we didn't think that I would be offended in church. Hey, you want to get offended? Get into a church. You know why? Because people are there. Well, I just thought when I went to church, it would be a bunch of angels. I didn't know that I would get offended in church. See, you've got to be ready to be offended and to get over it so you don't lose your church home. Just get over it. Get over it. That's not in my notes. Everybody say with me, get over it. Well, so-and-so said so-and-so about me, and I just can't believe so-and-so-and-so. Well, what have you said about others? So what if so-and-so said such-and-such about you? Who are they? They're going to die one day just like you. But if God plants you in a church, he plants you in a church. And you stay in that church. And you don't let a, a little offense drive you away. But this person in the shallow, rocky soil, they are tossed to and fro by the easiest thing. Let me give you a principle of life. The same sun that melts butter hardens clay. Here's what I mean by that. There are people who in tough times melt into the arms of God. They break towards God. They seek the face of God in tough times. But there are other people, when tough times come, the shallow, rocky soil, they didn't expect it, they didn't anticipate it, and they grow hard against God. They, they get angry at God. They get offended at God. 
See, this person in the shallow, rocky soil is the person that put their faith in things that can easily fail you. My faith is not in anything that can fail me because there's one who will never fail me. I perform and live for an audience of one, and his name is Jesus. And he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be there. I will always take care of you. I will always uphold you. So that's, that's the first person, the first cause I found of the shallow rocky soil, wrongly placed faith in things that can fail you. But the person with a deeply rooted faith in God and his promises will stand firm and never falter no matter what. And that's what we're looking for in this congregation. That's what I'm looking for in you. I'm praying that your roots get so deep that let a hurricane come. And when it passes by, you are still standing. Amen. Now, the second way a shallow, shaky faith is developed is when your faith is built on emotions. We live in a nation that has put a huge premium on emotions. If you feel it, it's real. If you feel it, we're supposed to agree with you. If you feel it, if it's your emotional reality, then we are to validate it and never judge it and always accept it because after all, your emotions are your truth and if that's your truth, that's true. And I want to tell you that emotions can lie to you worse than anything on earth. The Bible says that if you put your faith in emotions, you're a fool. Amen? You say, well, well, Pastor Jeff, how can it be wrong if it feels so right? Oh, it can be oh so wrong if it feels oh so right. Amen? It can be really wrong. It can be major wrong even though it feels right. There are people who literally live for spiritual emotional highs. They're always searching for the next goosebump, the newest move of God, the latest charismatic trend, revival, miracle worker, or experience. But here's the deal. It's great to fly high in a revival, but one day you're going to have to land. And that's when you've got to build your life around the Word of God, not emotions. I love an emotional experience. I've already had an emotional experience today twice during worship. To me, if that last song doesn't move you, you're not movable. And so it's emotional for me. But let me tell you, my, my faith is not built on what I feel or don't feel. I don't wake up one day and say, well, I'm saved because I feel it. And then the next day, well, I may not be saved because I don't feel saved. I don't base my faith on emotions that come and go and rise and fall like a roller coaster. And some people do. Paul in Ephesians talked about people who are always tossed to and fro, back and forth. And that's the person who is emotion driven, who is living by emotions and not by the word. We are to build our faith on the promises of God, not on emotions. Now, let me show you what Paul wrote by the Holy Ghost. He said in Colossians 2, 7, what a powerful verse. It's up there for you. Look at it. Let your roots. Now, so notice he's talking about roots like Jesus was. Let your roots grow down into your feelings. Is that what it says? No, read it with me. Let your roots, come on everybody, that's five of you, read it with me. Let your roots grow down where? Into Him. Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Where is our faith to be? Where are our roots to be? In Him. Not emotion, Him. And let your lives be built on Him. 
built on him. Now look what he says will happen if you do that. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth, strong in the truth. You were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So there's the word to you and to me. Our faith is to be in Jesus, the person Jesus, the man Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the word of Jesus. My faith is built on him. My faith is built on nothing less than that what the song says. But Jesus and his righteousness. My faith is built on him. So our roots are to go down in him, not in emotions, but down into him. See, the problem with building your faith around emotions, being an emotion-driven person, is if you can be emotion-driven in an up kind of way, you can also be emotion-driven in a down kind of way. And you can be overcome with negative types of emotions. But emotions, folks, they rise and fall. They come and they go. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Listen to what Jesus said. He that hears these sayings of mine. Now, this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, he that hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. A wise man who built his house on what? A rock. What's the rock? His teachings and him who built his house on a rock. And look what happened. The rain fell. The floods came. The winds blew. Jesus never told us you will never have a storm. He said, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare you to survive the storm. I'm going to make you a, a storm survivor. And how does he do it? By you and I planting our lives on the word of God. So that if somebody fails me, I keep on going in Jesus. If an institution fails, I keep on going in Jesus. If a church fails, I keep on going in Jesus. If things come and go and my environment greatly changes, that doesn't affect my faith. My faith continues. I am steady Eddie. I am like a rock. I am like a flint. I don't flinch. Come on, everyone. Jesus said, if you build your life on his sayings, his teachings, and on him, rooted down into him, built on him, he said, the rains fall, the floods come, the winds blow, and beat on that house. But it fell not. Everybody say, it fell not. It fell not. For it was built on a rock. A rock. I started... In my walk with the Lord in the early 70s. I know that dates me. Somebody just whistled. Woof. <laughs> Has it really come to that? No, I, 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 I started preaching. Golly, do I say it? 72? Yeah. I got two people here that were with me way back then. Ed and Lynn, stand up. They were with me way back then. Way back then. They've seen me go from brown to gray. But watch this now. Silver, silver, silver. Now watch this. Here's the deal. He said, I've seen, starting way back then, I've seen so many people start and not finish. You know why? Because there was shallow soil. Because they were either built on emotion or they were built on, on an institution, a fellowship, group of people, things that can fail you. 
And they were not founded on the rock. They didn't dig deep. They didn't put their roots down deep in the word and teaching of Jesus. But Jesus said the person who builds their life on his teachings and on him is the one that survives the long haul. Nothing knocks this person down and out. They continue. See him 10 years from now. What are you doing? I'm walking with God, praising God, reading the Bible, praying. I'm rooted in my church. I'm reaching people. I'm testifying. Still doing it. Oh, that's my dream for all of you. One last way that a shallow faith can develop. Wrongly placed faith. Emotion-driven faith but also a faith unprepared for suffering. Jesus tells us in the parable himself, he's straight up with us. He tells us, let me tell you why the shallow soil finally is not fruitful in the long haul. He said, for when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately he trips and stumbles. Says, well, I like the blessings. I like kumbaya and hallelujah and hosanna. But if I'm going to have to suffer for this thing, I'm out. I didn't sign up for this. But listen, I promise you, if you live godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer. Persecution, rejection sometimes, that's okay. Early on in my Christian journey, I dealt with this in a big way. Because I was very vocal. Everywhere I went, I witnessed anything that moved and sometimes things that weren't moving. Seriously, I went in the forest and preached because I didn't have an open door. I went into the forest and preached. Squirrels got saved that day. (laughs) I'm serious. I had to let it out. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I suffered persecution. My own family rejected me. My own family mocked me. I had members of my family that when I brought up Jesus, they'd stomp out of the room, angry at me. Suddenly, I was on the outside looking in. And in school... In college, oh, they rejected me. They, they mocked me, ridiculed me, persecuted me, made fun of me. One day it was particularly bad in school. And I was commuting in a bus. And I went and got on my bus. And it was taking me home. And I was so crestfallen. I was so down. Because uh, my whole class had persecuted me for my Christian testimony. My whole class, my whole film class, film class. I was on radio, TV, film. My whole film class persecuted me. And I'm going home and I'm saying, wow, Lord, what's wrong? What did I do? And he spoke to me. He spoke to me. Here's what he said. And this is going to bless some of you and help some of you. Remember what I told you, Jeff? A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obey my teaching, they will obey yours also. And I received that word into my hurt heart, and I soldiered on. And I can tell you today, I don't care now what people think. I don't care. Why would I care? They're going to die just like me. They're going to, they're, they're, one day they're going to die just like me. But here, here's what I do care about him, and, and, and am I ashamed of him or not? See, the, the, the faith that makes it in the long haul, the faith that is not shallow and rocky, is the faith that will suffer for Jesus. It's the faith that will suffer for Jesus. See, I'm concerned the American church has raised an entire generation of Christians that can't suffer for Jesus. They don't understand it. But the Bible promises we will suffer for Jesus. So watch this. Faith in a church or an institution is one reason for shallow, rocky soil. Things that can fail you. Faith in emotions, because emotions will fail you. 
and then not being willing to suffer, a faith that won't suffer. That's shallow, rocky soil. How do you fix it? Let's stand together. I'm going to show you. We're going to read a verse together. I'm going back to the verse I read a little while ago because this is the answer. I want us to read it together. Everybody, you ready? Let your roots grow down into Him, not emotion, Him. And let your lives be built on Him. Then, read it with me, then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Can we lift holy hands to a sweet and a mighty Savior who died for us? rose from the dead to save us. And I want you to know today that His will for you is deep roots in Him. That you'll make it to the end and be able to say with Paul, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I kept the faith. As I began strong, I'm ending stronger. that's my prayer for all of us it's not easy to get the rocks out of the soil but I want us to take a moment in prayer and I want us to say Lord Jesus if there's rocky soil in my heart plow the rocks out It can be unforgiveness for sure. It can be the things I named. You're offended to this day because a church failed you. A Christian leader failed you. And I want you to know, let it go. Put your faith in the one who will never fail you and keep going. You're not a runner in a 100-yard dash, none of you. You're a marathon runner. This is for life. So can we pray together and say with me, say, Lord Jesus, if there's rocks in the soil of my heart hindering my growth, plow them out. That I would have fertile soil and be very fruitful 